Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Keep your Lamborghinis and BMWs, everybody. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Liverpool scored seven against Sorrowful Manchester United. It's Monday, 6th of March. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. I'm Jim Campbell. And I'm Pete Donaldson. Hi, everybody. Good to have you with us. It's Monday, and that means we have got a big old run-up to this weekend. Start revving your engines already. Vroom, vroom. There we are, Pete Donaldson. <laughs> what a weekend of football. Mm. There is an obvious place to start. But before we get to, to that the obvious seven, place to start. I, didn't call it, I nearly called it a seven-goal thriller. It wasn't, right. Not a thriller. Depends, Depends where, no. where you look at it. I was thrilled watching it. I want to know what your highlights are. Of the weekend, well, look more. Let's start with you. Um, my highlight the weekend um, was, and let's be honest, we're all ignoring the seven 0 game because we're going to do that in depth. Uh-huh. So, highlight the weekend that wasn't that, yeah, uh, as a neutral would be uh, Manchester City beat Newcastle, yes, as we saw. Um, there were a couple of bits in there which really I really enjoyed. One was Erling Haaland mm. taking incredible pleasure from oh. winning corner after corner <laughs> after corner <laughs> off Newcastle and openly laughing every time he got another corner right. uh, off of uh, the Newcastle defender. Uh, and then as that all manifested itself and finished because it was near the end of the game, as Haaland was kind of just getting over his laughter at how much he was enjoying it, mm. uh, at full time, Man City instantly played everywhere by Fleetwood Mac, which sounded amazing in context. And it was really great to, to witness and to hear. That, to me, is my highlight. A perfect soundtrack 
at the end of a lovely bit of action. Uh, I, I thought Harlan versus Dan Dan. Burns. I thought that's where yeah. you were going to go with that. That the, was the also battle of the big guys. Also, Is that where you're going, Pete? That was also Godzilla no. versus fucking Mothra. <laughs> Harlan <laughs> charging over. I don't know who would you fancy. In that, that was that a one? great great scrap. There's no reason for Harlan to be there. Yeah, yeah. no that, reason. That makes be. me think he has the edge. He really yeah. wants it. I, <laughs> don't know. I, I was looking at Big Dan Burns' thighs and I thought, mm, maybe. yeah, Harlan would be like trying to Harlan's face. He's laughing. Yeah, yeah, but he Harlan would be putting jabs in and he'd be doing his little TikTok dance. Oh no. <laughs> like like sliding out the way from yeah. the punches. They should the be, they should be the both unlockable characters of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that'd be damn bad. The CPU couldn't handle it. Yeah, the the sprites are too big. <laughs> Definitely yeah. agree with that. Um, okay, Peter, your highlight of the weekend. Uh, Peter Donstenius was uh, watching uh, Stina Blackstenius uh, lifting the League Cup in the women's game. Uh, righty partying in the dressing room. And then in the men's game, he was also partying, uh, rolling around when Arsenal's uh, scored in the last minute. Did yes, you see it? He's had a lovely he, week. he was just it. having a lovely weekend of Arsenal winning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then uh, Ian Wright having a good time means National everyone treasure. should really be having a good time. National <laughs> treasure, isn't it? Exactly. Exactly. Even you Spurs fans. <laughs> he is a national treasure. He was Jeez. drinking, he was drinking, he had like a glass of, um, I, I don't think it was champagne, I think it was just beer. <laughs> but oh, it, yeah. was, it was all head in the, in, in the dressing room. It was just like, right? it was just Disappointing, to be honest. Okay, yeah. Well, he needs to pour it so properly. You've, you've given us a highlight and a low light. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Jimmy. Yeah, I mean, obviously there were a lot, lots um, from that neck of the woods, but I'm going to be a lot more petty and snide than no. that. Okay. And I'm going to go for Mark Goldbridge. Uh, I've seen the video <laughs> doing the rounds of him going, oh, 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 that's bloody upset me, that. Now, <laughs> some people may not know who he is. So he's, he's a man United. No, don't tell him. That's great. Right. Yeah, fine, yeah, they're, fine. they're having a great life, but, if that's the case. There is a conspiracy theory that I'm personally it probably isn't true that he's actually a Nottingham Forest fan who's doing it all for, for you know the, the, right, the okay. clout and whatnot mm. um, but actually, he's a big Man United influencer isn't yes he? very yeah. much so but <laughs> like, by the what does he think it's just the way that he's the way that he's going oh oh I, oh, I bloody I hate this I really do actually hate this <laughs> yeah. it does sound like he's just making it up and doesn't really care yeah uh, mine was a goalkeeper registering a shot on target this week in the Premier League oh Good yeah stuff. who was this it was, it was uh, uh, Melier. Melier yeah for Leeds keeper yeah. he had a header and when it when, when you watch the highlights I didn't watch the match obviously uh, we're watching the highlights when it broke I was like oh it was a comfortable save in the end yeah. but still a shot on target the, the, bar, the bar for how exciting a shot is when it's a goalkeeper having it is very very <laughs> <laughs> it's it? ridiculous. If they get anywhere close to the ball, yeah. it's really exciting. If it was, if it was any it's other between player, the corner flags. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if any other player had done exactly what Melier did there, yeah. you would have instantly forgotten about Completely. it. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> it was a shot on target. There, we uh, there were lots of shots on target uh, with, uh, at Anfield when Liverpool beat Manchester United 7, brackets S-E-V-E-N. Wow. Sven. Seven. <laughs> well, Pete Donaldson, mm. what a bloody win. Liverpool's biggest ever win over Manchester United. Yeah. Uh, obviously the first time there's, a, there's been a seven-goal margin between the two sides. That was a proper gubbing. It was, and it's one in the eye for Luke Miller who said this. you're not, they're going to go to Anfield and smash Liverpool. So, I mean, like... <laughs> Yeah. Just one in the eye for, yeah. for Luki. I really regret there, saying that, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, gutted the Timberwolves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got, button boxes back. I gutted about that. Yeah. Man, you're not going to go to Anfield and smash Liverpool. Yeah. 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 No, what you actually said was this. Yeah. Anyone around this table think that Man United are going to go to Anfield and smash Liverpool? They're not, okay. are they? Right. Okay, yeah. good. That's fine. So you can okay. have that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't actually no mind. No way. You are not fucking having that. <laughs> Bit of brassle as well. Nice to hear. You know as well as I do, I don't mind as long as I'm involved. Yeah. <laughs> As long as I'm the centre of attention in right. some kind of way, I don't okay, mind. Okay. No, in fairness, I didn't actually say oh, Liverpool are going to easily win. I just said no. I don't agree with the kind of prevailing win that, you know, 
Man United are in this amazing form. So mm. it didn't seem as cut and dry as me, as I thought people were saying. But I obviously didn't think they were going to smash them like that. It was no. an incredible uh, event. And it was... It was Sometimes football matches, particularly the Sunday afternoon ones, where you know this is you know it's the last one before the before the week starts again. You think I'm going to settle down and enjoy this, and I try, try and get um, any chores I need to do out the way in the morning on a Sunday right. so I can watch the, the football. Mm. Sometimes those games, when they're like this, they cross over it from game into event, yes. actual mm. event. Yeah, yeah. You've got wh- whatever you're doing. Stop. Get, yeah. yeah, stop what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and this was definitely one of those. It was just it's remarkable to see it unfold that way uh, in front of your eyes. And I was chatting to producer Charlie on uh, this morning and uh, he was saying like isn't it fascinating how the forensic detail that the football coverage goes into now and, and all these things that players are expected to do in training the numbers are expected to hit the kind of for, yeah. like I said the forensic detail they go into it can the, the, the thin veneer of that is like yeah. astonishingly thin yes. so as soon as it Absolutely. falls apart yeah. There's nothing you can do. It only took one goal, though, for yeah. me. Like, Man United were, were doing bits and they could have probably ha- yeah. had a couple themselves. Yeah. And then Liverpool Gary scored. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then it just kind of fell to pieces for them. Yeah. Well, in, in the first half, though, even when it was fairly evenly matched, the game felt emotional, right? And that's yeah. how this happens. Mm-hmm. That's how players mm-hmm. start thinking about, I suppose, um, either not losing face or becoming the hero. Mm. And if that translates to enough of them, I think you, you get this kind of absolutely chaotic... It's like an infection that spreads yeah. really It's interesting fast. you say about the emotions because under Klopp, you know, Klopp is quite an emotional character. Although I th- most of the time I think he's disciplined with that emotion, you know, if they win. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, Liverpool, the way they've been playing under him, pressing and, and all the rest of it, if you see what I mean, it's a more of an... Im- like on the, on the face of it, it's almost like a more emotional style. If you see mm. what yeah, I definitely. mean, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. Rather than say the yeah, team that yeah. they've obviously been competing against, hence we're comparing them to Manchester City. Yeah. Uh, both incredible teams, in, you know, amazing ways of of playing the game. And it's felt that this season that that Liverpool, for a loads of reasons we've we've, we've talked about and, and a lot of other people have, have spoken about, is that it's almost like they've lost their emotions. If you see what I mean. And here they very much found them. I mean, Klopp said after the game, it feels like a day from last season, not this season. And he's right. And I, you know, I have been, you know, recently on the pod, I've been saying, I wonder if 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 Klopp and Liverpool are done to the end of the road. Yeah, yeah, ex- yeah. exactly. And 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 that was echoing actually the thoughts of Jamie Carragher, who said that after the Real Madrid game. Pass the buck. I'm passing all the bucks. Um, <laughs> Jamie had a lovely time yesterday, didn't he? Indeed, so great day out. Oh Beautiful. my goodness. But 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 he was saying after that Real Madrid loss, he was saying like. You've now got to ask questions of the manager. What's going on here, kind of thing, and nobody has done. And we and I was I said this in a concerned way because you don't want to see Klopp and and Liverpool playing like this from a neutral point of view. I understand from from other clubs, you know, it's 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 you know, especially from Arsenal's point of view, it's good that Liverpool are misfiring largely this season. But but they've not been at the races, and this result doesn't kind of mask that. But what it does do, it gives a sense of well, hang on a minute, there's still life in there. And it gives you a sense, as Jonathan Wilson wrote in The Guardian today, that Hakpo, um, Salah and Nunez, is that the front three of the sort of, if you like, immediate future? Because you wouldn't say Salah's one for the future, of course, no. but he's very much still for the here and now. But he, I mean, he was brilliant yesterday, you know, the way he was pelting down the wing and so on. He again, but- we, think about the goalless draw at Crystal Palace not that long ago. Yeah. You know, think of those kind of performances. Again, this has not been a good season for Liverpool. That performance was stunningly good. And, and to back up your point, actually, in a way that maybe you haven't considered, the fact that they won 7 0 yeah. actually plays into that idea because they didn't really in a, in a, in a 
very forensic, scientific way, mm-hmm. say, right, now we're going to control the game. Mm-hmm. We're 3-0 up. We've yeah. got the game won. Yeah. It's, a bi- it's a big game coming up midweek. Yeah. We're going to control the game because their game management is something they're not that good at. Mm. So what they the only they, they basically carried on the only way they knew how, yeah. which was just to keep battering them. Yeah. Keep bat- and, and that's why us neutrals were loving it. And they enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, you know, well, of I course mean, it's, it's got, must have been a real release of pressure mm. in a season which has, has been underwhelming and there's a lot of pressure on you for, for myriad reasons. To then just be out there doing what you do best as a professional with Anfield absolutely just roaring oh, yeah. must have been, <laughs> probably didn't even cross their minds oh, to yeah. stop trying to score. In, yeah. in the immediate post-match, Roy Keane actually started laughing. Yeah. And it was almost oh. like, that is the most terrifying thing yeah. I've ever seen on telly. Oh, it was probably t- yeah. Malcolm Tucker. The, the, yeah, it was, yeah. But the punditry was exceptional it was. afterwards. Yeah. But, but, the, but, but Graham the, Sears was quite good beforehand. Well, he was. He was. He was saying, "I think it's Liverpool's day." But today. how do you explain? How do you explain the Man United collapse? Because I, yeah. I've, I feel I've got like a little bit of a theory around it. Well, it's. I mean, it was an extraordinary. I mean, Ten Hag sent up said, "I saw eleven individuals losing their heads." That is unprofessional. Uh, Bruno Fernandez was all over the place. He was. He was visibly very angry. But I mean, that, that is often the case with Fernandez if yeah. it's not quite going their way. Mm. But I mean, like, I mean, Luke Shaw, what a what an afternoon or evening he yeah. had. The th- pair of them were particularly petulant. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was, I thought the referee refereed the occasion, not the game. I think I he's mean, done them a massive solid there because Shaw yeah, could have been sent off big time. I think mm. he could have had about sixteen bookings. <laughs> like, I think seven nil is embarrassing, right? To go away to Liverpool, which a lot of people at Man United would consider to be their big their big rivalry game, right? Mm. And and for those people who haven't watched it for a long it's time, it's an or, enormous game. Yeah, it always in the counts. UK that they don't they don't necessarily know that that is the case. Um, but it could have been a, the worst thing about you could say about Man United is it could have been a lot worse for them. I think Fernandez probably should have should have gone. Shaw definitely should mm-hmm. have gone. And mm. the referee was was essentially dishing out sympathy to Manchester United yeah. at Anfield and that is the biggest insult you could probably pay the club yeah, yeah I'd say three so, minutes of added time there's, like, there's come a, on yeah that, that's just the goals that's not yeah. the subs that's not including <laughs> yeah. any stoppages yeah. the referee's like we've all, had, we've all yeah. seen enough here. well, well I mean, basically I mean, what, it's such a strange performance in that uh, this isn't to take anything away from Liverpool because Man United had nothing for them but United did give up in yeah, a way yeah, that did, I've yeah. never seen from them before. It looked like, like there were nine players. Yeah, it, it, was, just, it, it was just like, yeah, has someone been sent off here? Absolutely, yeah. because that's, that, that's what normally happens in these games. Yeah. Like someone gets sent off and it all gets a bit out of hand. But it, I mean, they were, they were essentially lacking men mm. due to the cumulative effort not yeah. being that of 11 individuals. And so I, terrible. And I, th- piss ball. and I think, I think, I don't think it's, I don't think it's symbolic of a wider malaise because obviously United have been pretty good this season overall and Ten Hag's done a great job and it only comes a week after they've lifted a trophy, their first trophy for a while. Do that last week. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, but what I do think is that it's, it's clear that with some of these players, that kind of thing is just bubbling just beneath the surface. Mm, mm. And and as I said earlier, the thin veneer of kind of respectability is for them at the moment still very thin. I yeah. mean, the, the 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 10 years since Ferguson left United has been one of 10 years of great turbulence. And yeah. You never really know whether you're coming or going. There's yeah. been a lot of managers and all the rest of it. And I think it just shows Ten Hag that he's got a lot of work to do mm-hmm. because there is no disgrace in losing 2 nil at Anfield. Their record at Anfield is poor anyway. Mm-hmm. But to, to do what they did there, I, I've yeah. never seen a player demand to be subbed off before yeah. when there's nothing yeah. wrong with him. I think for me, like <clears throat> that's surely... This is going to be a really significant moment in Bruno Fernandez's Man United career. If you're Eric Ten Hag, you're looking at that thinking, "Can I, you know, is I don't know, can I, I, can if I count on this guy?" But if a professional footballer genuinely thinks this isn't going right for me, and you you do have games like that yeah. as a player, I mean, maybe don't kind of get really annoyed on the pitch visibly. But yeah. like, Keane said that, didn't but, he? Keane said you've got to, you've got to stand up and say, "Look, I'm the one who's going to be counted here." Mm. Well, he said he said you've got to take your medicine if you're going to lose three or four. 
you're down, it's not your day, mm. then you lose three or four. Yeah. And you kind of go, right, let's just, let's let's see Rebuild. this out. Yeah, let's yeah. whack it mm. in at the channels, do whatever. Yeah. Do not get even more humiliated. And that's yeah. exactly what they did. Here's a little stat for you. Uh, Manchester United have now conceded more goals in the Premier League this season uh, than West Ham. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> the, I, I saw the aggregate score between the two teams at Anfield over the last 10 mm. years. I think it's 36 to Yeah, I would say that they've conceded the most, most goals in the top 10, but that's Tottenham. Um, <laughs> so. Still Tottenham. Still Tottenham. <laughs> Spurs fans, in case you were wondering while listening to this show, uh, it is still you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that goal was called scored by Adama Traore. Yeah. Um, because it's just one. More. But, but I, I did think I, I said this on Twitter. I did think that Luke Shaw's performance um, overall was possibly the worst defensive performance I've ever seen from a Premier League player. He had an absolute it shocker. Was terrible. But what about Liverpool? I mean, Mo Salah became Liverpool's top scorer in the Premier era. Um, but I do want to mention some honourable mentions because Ian Rush, Roger Hunt, Gordon Hodgson, Billy Little. Mm. Um, Harry Chambers they've all scored yeah. but the, 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 the first few a lot more league goals than, than him and now I understand you're talking about eras there so you've done it in the 1920s and so on people might say well the game is very different but um, not to take anything away from Salah but just to remember but you don't yeah. need to go that far back because Ian Rush has got about three times the amount of yeah, goals yeah, exactly. yeah. But just, got, just yeah. to remember it, the kind of companies and, and the amount of great goal scorers that that club has had over the years yeah. and he is now there of course very much of course in the modern era that's I think you know, that's why you say uh, the Premier League but Salah was 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 fantastic I mean right down from that first goal the way Robertson played that ball to Gakpo and he cuts inside and finishes so clinical mm. such quality and then you know you, you could have been forgiven for saying well Gakpo's not going to get a better one than that this afternoon Yeah, bloody Nora great that finish. third yeah. goal Lovely Liverpool's one. third goal his second yeah. beautiful pass from Salah great finish when that goes in it's on yeah. Like as in, uh, obviously the the victory's on, but the the shellacking is on. Yeah. The way everyone was up for it, and Salah whacks it in. Nunez gets a couple. You know they're 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 fine now. I'm I'm slightly reluctant to say you know Liverpool are back because you know you've you heard my comments previously about how it has been um, an interesting season. However, Liverpool now you you would back them to finish fourth. Yeah, mm-hmm. Anfield looks terrifying again. Indeed, it does. And and uh, and so if Liverpool can finish fourth, it will it will end up this season. I thought it was going to be a lot worse, but if if they can finish fourth, it will end up that season when they finished fourth. I'm pretty sure it was fourth. You know, Allison scored the headed mm-hmm. goal, and and they got there. And everyone thought, oh, they've had a rest this season. Now can they go again? And that is the question: What will next season be? Can Klopp get them back to those kind of highs? We shall wait and see for that. But this is this is very good news. This for for, for Liverpool. They have had one or two of these performances this season already and it's not quite happened. But this did feel a bit different and of course it's Manchester United. But another stat for you, Liverpool, just over a th- about a third of their Premier League goals this season have come in two games. Yeah. Bournemouth and Manchester United. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so again, that is also a telling stat that they haven't been uh, firing and so on. And, and again, to, 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 to quote Klopp again, you know, it feels like a day from last season, not this season. He's acutely aware. Of course he is. He's, he's the most aware person in the world of the situation that's going yeah. on there. But you cannot underestimate what that kind of result does. And could they be now thinking, right, okay, we've, we've, you know, we've been taking our medicine, da-da-da-da, but now look at us. Three points behind <clears> Spurs <throat> with a game in hand. Now we charge for that fourth spot. Yeah, And also... What will Real Madrid be thinking about that? I said to Luke when we did Ramble Reacts, they're not going to come back from this. You know, this is this is not the same Liverpool. 
Well, just a little shard of light has come through <laughs> that, that, the, I mean, that certainly that makes the game worth watching. It, it bloody does, well yeah. does. And, and I mean, if they could come back from that, that would be sensationally good. You wouldn't, of course. You wouldn't put it past well, them, would you? you, don't, you mm. The thing is, you but don't, it is just one bit, because we've seen them do mad things like that in Europe. Exactly, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's likely yeah. to happen. Yes, yeah, sure, you're right. Anyone no, who's going to do it, exactly, Liverpool as well. Exactly, it's not likely to happen. But if you could imagine a team that were going to do it, you'd probably be imagining the team. But now, because of that result, because of that performance, suddenly. That Liverpool, this Liverpool team, is like mm, like like last season and all the number of seasons under under Klopp um, when he got them going uh, in, in that phenomenal way. Anything was possible. Now you're thinking, no, not this season. There's just a teensy little feeling of that. Mind um, you, though, people were talking about Manchester United. Oh, could they be for a title race? <laughs> yeah. now? That, that door slammed shut well, that, firmly. Well, no, it depends yeah. how they react, I suppose. Yeah, it depends how they respond. Enough. But yeah, I liked that Roy Keane said after he stopped laughing, like Malcolm Tucker, uh, he said, uh, this is big boy business. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is serious. He was fuming. <laughs> oh, he was. And, I, and I also like the fact that, like, and we, and it's, it's pleasing for us here at the Ramble because last week we were going, is Gary Neville lost it? Has he lost it? Mm. I think he confirmed it yesterday. <laughs> he, 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 he was awful. He, he was absolutely awful. It was just incredible mm. to for him to start saying, oh, um, for the first 40 minutes, United were the better team and Liverpool didn't play that well. It's like, but in this case, the ends does really justify the means. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like so I, yeah. I went out on a night out, and you know, between the hours of seven pm and one am, I didn't burgle anyone's house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but at the end of the day, you're still a burglar. You know, <laughs> the police don't give you credit for that. Yeah. You know, it just reminds me of that. Um, it was only for a moment. I went ten miles an hour over the speed limit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like the guy. It's like the guy in uh, played by Steve Coogan in that uh, 90s sketch. I forget what it's called mm. now. Where he's, he's the guy who looks after the swimming pool. And then and, and, and like and someone drowns in the swimming pool and, he's, and it's like 1997 or whatever and he just sits there going, in 1992, no one died. In 1993, <laughs> no one... He gets to 1997 yeah. and he goes, in 1997, someone died. <laughs> so yeah, Gary, it's not... It's, it's, it's the age-old thing about, you know, I'm sure that Abraham Lincoln's wife enjoyed the play there up until go, that point. Yeah, he's go. like, it's, what are you fucking it, saying? It was really, really interesting to see the contrast between him and Roy Keane because you could see Roy Keane... Ke- Keane checked out of Beneath it. him. Yeah, he yeah. checked out of but, it. Uh, yeah. Partially because, obviously, Gary Neville was saying so much, but it was just beneath him to lower himself mm. to try and save any face from that situation. Mm. What was? I mean, if you were to score that post-match analysis mm. between the Liverpool and the Man United players, the score would be similar. <laughs> <laughs> like, because... I mean, Carragher's brilliant in this because he just enjoys it. He doesn't yeah. overthink it, does he? He just, nah. he just enjoys it, right. laughs about you it. You can hear him screaming in the background. Yeah, that was super. Yeah, yeah. Ne- Neville's got this situation he's in where he's, he's considered to be a very thoughtful pundit for good reason. He, you know, he's earned that reputation, but he kind of overthinks it here. Uh-huh. Trying, to, trying to basically find some way in which actually it's not that big a deal when Man United haven't lost much mm. face is, is just a ridiculous position. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I found it... Um, I just found that he, he he came across as someone who wasn't able just to put it to one side like Carragher can, right? Mm-hmm. Carragher, I, I kind of get the impression as well that if it had been 7-0 to Man United, Carragher would have been sat in there laughing along, probably yeah. a bit embarrassed, a bit angry. Because Carragher but... didn't play in the game. <laughs> Neville's, tre- <laughs> Neville's yeah. treating yeah. behaving like as if he played playing, in the yeah. game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Keane also turned it around on David De Gea as well. Mm-hmm. That was great. Because the, the best ever Keane rant was mm-hmm. the, um, I'm sick to death of this goalkeeper. I wouldn't let him on the bus if I was still playing. That's right, yeah. <laughs> he didn't quite get to that level, but <laughs> he was fuming with him about that sixth goal. Yeah. I, I, who turned up to Manchester United training today in the Ferrari? Oh, Diogo Dallow, yeah. Diego Dallow. I have mixed feelings about this. Mm. We, I, but it's we were just saying, his car, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah, but I think you should have a shame car. 
Yeah, if you've been beaten by a certain number, getting you, the Fiat Punto, yeah. getting some clap, oh, getting oh, your drill off piece. <laughs> ten Hag, Ten Hag just gets on the group. What's that group? It just says simply cabs tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> get bus. a cab. Get the bus. Get the bus tomorrow. Get yeah. the line bike tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, you're right. You can't. They're always very, they're obviously very successful. What they do, they've got to where they are. They're very, um, they're very, you know, worthy of whatever they get paid. In my view, uh, as a general rule, but I just think you look at someone like Diogo Dallo who. You know, no one could really pick him out of a lineup if they weren't really into football. Mm. And he's just been on the He's end the one in the Ferrari. <laughs> yeah, and then and he turns <laughs> up in the Ferrari. It's like, okay, right, fine. Yeah. It's not ideal, is it? Yeah. Well, I, I think I, of the optics. Yeah. The, does the Ferrari accelerate like that uh, Liverpool counter attack? Yeah. That well, kind of quite. speed. Um, well, a, a phenomenal win. And uh, Liverpool, they are fifth. Uh, three points behind uh, Tottenham Hotspur, who are still fourth. Which is incredibly. absolutely insane. How are they there? At least Newcastle have done the honourable thing and <laughs> dropped out to sixth. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I'm a little bit, um, I'm a bit concerned about this Liverpool resurgence because it is looking less likely that Fulham might get fourth. Um, but but there we are. <laughs> less likely. Like, imagine imagine how it could have got less likely. It has. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Big one tonight. Yeah, uh, but that, that is uh, incredible uh, that Spurs are in fourth because they lost yesterday uh, to Wolverhampton Wanderers one nil. Christian Stellini's unbeaten run in the dugout came to an end. I just saw a comment on the Athletic website because like, the Athletic do this thing with their dedicated, yeah, share the comments, dedicated yeah. club writers where they go talk mm. to me about this game or whatever, mm. and uh, I I must have just logged on it just as the as the story came out. Yeah. Uh, um, and then obviously people just put their comments in. And all it was was the, the the journalist, I forget his name, his name wrote a little thing, an intro thing, and ready for people to join the discussion. And the first and only comment underneath just said, I am absolutely sick to death. <laughs> <laughs> but Jim, as you said before we came into the studio, perhaps they shouldn't be, because this is the most glorious period in Tottenham's history. It's not quite what I said. <laughs> Go on, um, remind me. Listener, it's... it is what he said. <laughs> I didn't you did say, say it was that. the most. What I didn't say, say it was the most. That's a say? completely different what thing. Say? Oh, yeah. well, okay, like he's like Neville again. <laughs> what did you say before the game? <laughs> God, I Jim. said it's one of the most <laughs> successful periods of their yeah. history yeah. because they're flying high mm. in the league mm. in the context of generally where they've been. You yeah. might so as well have just said, I'm an Arsenal fan and we're top of the league. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. <laughs> But I didn't say it was the most Jim, successful Jim, just enjoy it. Yeah. Oh, mate, I'm fucking loving it. <laughs> there it is. No, but, like, flip it to your side. Mm. Uh, it, uh, as you've touched on, Luke, it is really interesting, isn't it, that the, the, if you were to read the comments and the discourse around Spurs from Spurs oh, fans it's pretty at the moment, now. It, you would think they were mid-table or something. Yeah, it's but I, I, I do understand why that is. It's because um, it, it all feels temporary with, with Conte, doesn't it? It, it doesn't does feel like it's working. Mm. It's not much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a sense that he he's not really that engaged. It what isn't a good there? fit. Also, that, that with Conte, the way he plays, you need to get him certain styles, certain types of player. Right? Mm-hmm. It's very yeah. mm-hmm. he has a p- specific plan. If you don't do that for him, you aren't going to get the best out of him. And that is sort of what's happening here. So it is a it's a it's a mess. But I, th- I think it really it's a it's a sign of how far they've come, isn't it? That they can still be fourth yeah. while having an did absolute you, nightmare. Do you think this match was a bit of a robbery though? It's, yeah, it, it, it Spurs were a better team It probably, took a yeah. bit yeah. of improv to get that bottle in the neck. How many times did they hit the bar Spurs? Yeah. <laughs> so the, busy. The, the technique from Traore was yeah, beautiful, wasn't it? Was really it? Well, nice. And what on earth was he meaning to do? Well, I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. And I think there's an undercurrent here with the Spurs situation that Spurs fans feel, which makes them so frustrated is just that I think they feel like, and, and in the grand scheme of things, of course, they're a big club and they've got an amazing stadium. And there's mm. lots of things to be happy for. But I think when they compare themselves to other clubs of their size, I think they feel like everything that can go wrong does go wrong. Mm-hmm. And just take the Adamo Traore goal in, 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 in isolation here. He's a player who 
they they were reportedly trying to sign mm. and Conte wanted him and they was going to try and you know do this and do that with him and he could be a really effective wing back and he's got all these numbers and the reason they don't sign him at least partly is because he doesn't score goals and he doesn't create assists and then mm. what do he do he scores a winner against them <laughs> yeah, it's, it's mad. like it, it, a couple of my friends who support Spurs, Big Pav being one of them, said to me earlier in the season, this club doesn't need a new coach. It needs a fucking exorcism. Everything that can go wrong does mm-hmm. go wrong. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of feel that it's hard to to, to really um, criticise Spurs fans for feeling that way because, you know, every time they think they're on the cusp of something, it gets taken from them again. Mm-hmm. And, and, and <clears throat> no, look, they're not South End fans. They're not, they're not fans of clubs that have gone through really terrible things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, by their own standards... They, I think they just see the top level football as a mm-hmm. big party that they're just not invited well, to. Well, of course, and it wasn't that long ago because they reached the Champions League final. You yeah. think, right, kick on from there. Mm. Well, what do they do? Follow that up with two, I think two transfer winners without sign a single player. Yeah, there you are, you see. And, 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 and Levy has got, uh, the chairman's got a lot of answering to do and it's hard to see where he turns next. Like, it's hard to see because every time over the last two or three appointments, they he's gone, right, Okay, this is now the manager mm-hmm. we need. Like mm-hmm. he spent ages putting Spurs into a position where they could be a club that could hire a Mourinho. Doesn't mm-hmm. work. Okay, we'll get Conte. He's a winner. He comes in and he wins mm-hmm. the double at Chelsea. He's won the league at Inter, etc., etc. Done that stuff at Juventus. Mm-hmm. Doesn't work. Yeah, the, but it doesn't only... work though because again they've not they're not bringing in the players that he needs to make that work. He it's can't really short sighted. They, they they seem to not be able to help just interfering mm-hmm. all the time, and that I mean. I don't expect that. And, and one thing we haven't mentioned, by the way, is and this is partly this is obviously Conte's fault, and he and he'll and he'll hand ring all he likes about players he hasn't got. But when they play bad football, Spurs, it is fucking abysmal to yeah. watch, and that's got to be something that's a factor when you've got a club like Spurs who mm-hmm. really, and a lot of clubs feel like this, I suppose. But I think with Spurs, it is at least partly yeah. true. They, they in their history, they have played some good stuff, you know, and that's what they, they want to be there. For. Recent recent history as well, and they've got a chance this week against uh, Milan, of course, in the Champions League to try and get something going you know that is the kind of game that if you win that and you play well and and whatnot it can it can get you going again um with regards to Wolverhampton Wanderers uh I I don't think anybody would have thought they were in in as much trouble as some of the other sides down there in the relegation scrap they're now five points clear uh that obviously they're not scoring goals I mean for crying out loud um you know they've only scored 19 uh, this season in 26 games, but I mean we we are used to that with Wolves. Mm. That tends to that has kept them in the league and it's kept them around mid table. And you would think they would kick on, um, so I don't think they'll be um, too worried. There was some, I suppose we could call it amusing news coming out of uh, the Wolves camp. Uh, Joao Gomez signed for Wolves back in January, and it's been reported in Portugal that he was due 340,000 euros from the transfer but he never received it because it was accidentally transferred to a different Joao Gomez. One who once played basketball for Flamengo in their youth team. (laughs) He must have won a great day for him. I mean, mean, does he have to give that back? Legally, maybe not. I don't know, Jim. But how do they check Joao Gomez? Quite a common name. Was it was a picture of him? He's just he's wearing sports gear. Yeah. Probably the same guy. We've Let's... definitely paid you it. Yeah. We've definitely <laughs> paid you it. I've got the receipt here. That's ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> Premier League club. Great motivating factor. Good news is, um, you know, back in February you scored your, your first goal for Wolves against Southampton. Mm. That's the good news. Uh, the bad news is, three hundred forty grand's gone missing. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> oh, it's remarkable what... that this can happen in a, in a, in a, in a sport that's so popular and so Ridiculous. you know the regulation and the running of football and this is just crazy. Isn't yeah, it? <laughs> indeed it is. All right, everybody, let's have a quick break. Hold up. 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Uh, Moisey, how was your second round? Moisey? Okay, I don't think we're that close. <laughs> 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 Terrifying. Give, give him a slap, Moisey. Yeah. Uh, welcome back to the Football Ramble, everybody. Luke Moore, what have you got to say for yourself? Now it's time for a bonus edition of Betfair's Popular Bet Builder. Select from the most popular pre-made football bet builders using Betfair's handy app, and you can add them to your bet slip in just one tap. Normally, we would build our Ramble Popular Bet Builder on the pro- uh, Friday preview show, as you would have heard last week, um, for a particular game happening each weekend. But today, seeing as the Champions League's back again this week, we thought we'd have another crack at winning some money for charity. Uh, and not just because Pete picked Maynard to beat Liverpool on Friday. Uh, our chosen game is Chelsea v Dortmund, which is tomorrow night. And um, Pete, you want to go ahead with your first bet, mate? Roycey to score. Marco Royce to score at any time. Yeah. Very nice. Okay, yeah, I can see he definitely will play, so that sounds good. Uh, Marcus? Under two and a half goals. Under two and a half goals. Cagey affair. Yeah. Not many. 1-0 on the first leg, Yeah, absolutely. I think we'll see uh, something quite similar. Okay, fair enough. Um, Jim? Uh, Nice and simple. Borussia Dortmund to qualify. Mm. Anyone who has seen um, Graham Potter's Chelsea play... Yes. We'll probably say that's a fairly safe bet. Um, I'm going to go for, it's following the theme of, of a bit of a cagey one like Marcus. Is, I'm going to go, I'm going to answer no in a goal to be scored in both halves. So I don't think there'll be goals scored in both halves of the game. Mm. Uh, so in summary, uh, Marco Royce to score any time. That's Pete's pick. Uh, Marcus has gone for under two and a half goals in the game. Jim's gone for Dortmund to qualify. And I've gone no in a goal to be scored in both halves. A £5 bet with Betfet on that popular bet builder returns £110.74. and pence. And if we win, all that money goes to Prostate Cancer UK. Uh, we'll be back with another round of Betfair's popular bet builder later this week. Exclusive to Betfair Sportsbook. T's and C's apply. 18 plus only. And for more information on responsible gambling, head to begamblerware.org. Right, everybody, back to the Premier League. Arsenal 3, Bournemouth 2. Good Lord. My <laughs> giddy aunt. Pandemonium. At the Emirates Stadium. I mean, flipping heck. Mikel Arteta had to return a lost child amongst the goal celebrations. <laughs> yeah. That's how crazy it was. It was. The video of that's amazing as well. Mad. He yeah. said, I started to run and I didn't really know where I was running to. 
Then I saw a kid next to me. I gave him to security. What the, what the hell's going on there, Jim? The kid shook his hand in a really, <laughs> really, really grown-up, mature way. And our yeah. really strange. went with it for about three he seconds. It was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. you're not Emile Smith-Rowe. <laughs> uh, uh, an, uh, an amazing game. Um, Did they over-celebrate, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> well, Even it, Keezy said he was fine with it. If Richard Keyes, if old uh, Richie Keyes didn't mind the celebration, yeah, I've no problem with Arsenal's celebration because that's a dramatic way to win a football match. I mean, yes, if anyone's going, we celebrated like they were in the league. Yeah, one thing we always want to get across on this podcast is you shouldn't enjoy football, okay? Yeah. <laughs> no matter what right, happens. Enjoy it up serious. to an acceptable level, but no more. Just imagine he's like the arbiter of like whether it's okay or not. Yeah. yeah. Fuck you. As, as, as the final whistle goes, what should happen is mm. everyone should keep their powder dry, yep. get on the light, get on the dog and bones of Richard Key. That's is it right. okay, Keys? Richard? Yeah. And do it like a VAR thing. Yeah. So like Richard Key's face comes up on the yeah. VAR yeah. with like in um, it, it, like it, it, Gladiator. Yeah. Yeah. It says Richard in exile and it yeah. just and, yeah. and he does that with his thumb and does a thumb up. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrate. Yeah. Is that what you did, Jim, at the Emirates? Uh, no, we just we just went ahead without him actually. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, good, to, good to get his uh, affirmation later anyway. Yeah. Um I, I mean uh, yeah, an, an amazing game. And, and right from the off. Yeah, in Philip Bill old Phil Bill. Really brilliant um, routine from Bournemouth that really really caught Arsenal cold and it was yeah. it was it was obviously seemed absurd it was what 9.2 seconds or I something, bloody something love like that. that a side who are in the relegation zone a lot of people will tip them to go down they go to the team at the top of the league right lads up and at them yeah. Yeah. as early as you can but Bournemouth have done this before under Scott Parker they did that brilliant um, kickoff routine and they did it at Fulham actually and for my money they started that little craze you remember I think Mbappe TikTok got involved yeah, yeah, yeah. PSG I, I think they did it a few a few teams um, uh, did that maybe it wasn't Bournemouth and, uh, who, who first did it but they've got uh, the they've now got the pedigree for it Bill, Billings that was the second fastest goal in Premier League history I think just behind Shane Long and maybe just ahead of Ledley King Ooh, Ooh, right. who had I think Ledley King had the record for a while actually mm. back in 2000 yeah. but now he's, he's, slot, he's slotted into the top three so he'll be happy yeah. with that yeah, very so good. It was the sort of thing where you thought, all right, well, this is an annoying setback and these things happen. You've got the whole game to correct it. Mm. Uh, but as the game wore on and on, you're thinking, oh, I was thinking maybe we'll turn this around before half time and it'll be fine. Then you're going towards half time. It's like, we've got to equalise before half time. Then when the second goal mm. goes in, um, on 57 minutes so yeah. a lot of time has passed oh, so Nacy bloody just, enjoyed that as well felt, oh my god the it felt numb like, yeah. I remember just staring up at the, the uh. ceiling above where we sit just be like oh god and everyone's thinking the same everyone's thinking, Did you spill everyone's your thinking this is where it's going I'd finish that <laughs> um, I'm thinking this is where it's all going to fall apart isn't mm. it this is where mm. the whole season's mm. going to like mm. not be what it could possibly be and yeah. the fight back was was fantastic just just um they just refuse to give in this team yeah and they do what's so enjoyable about it is one of the, the problems Arsenal have had for such a long time is shooting themselves in the foot and it feels like it was a victory over that mentality mm. as much as it was over Bournemouth yeah and, and and that's it i think that it is a kind of if you like statement victory i mean you, you remember if I may bring England into the equation. You remember when England beat Tunisia at the World Cup in Russia? Yeah. 2-1, last-minute goal against the side who would then, you know, Belgium... Would, the Kane think, header. The Kane header. Belgium, I think, put five past them. You know, not a particularly good side. England should be winning that. But it's... Oh, you're always going to celebrate a last-minute winner. But even when you reflect on the game, you don't think... God, it was more relief. It's kind of like, no, that, that stumbling block. You know, you've yeah. seen England do that a number of times and they don't win those games. And the same with Arsenal yeah. as well. Games again, it's a, again, it's a different feeling. Mm. Also, it's a real indication, um, not just for Arsenal, for everyone, but particularly Arsenal, because, they've, you know, we're, we're in a point where they have to just, they really don't have many points they can drop. 
this is the point of the season where there are what is it 36 points to play for mm. so every single team mm-hmm. has something in play yeah every this is the most dangerous Definitely. part of the season business engine every, exactly everyone's still like aiming for their ambitions they're going to play better at this point in theory than they will at any other point in the season mm-hmm. I, 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 I believe that will ring true so with some tough games coming up there's a lot to learn from this game as well. You can't be going 2-0 down at home to, yeah. to the bottom side. Like, so there's, there's, there's something there where you think, all right, we've got to redouble our efforts. We've been really good so far. Mm-hmm. We have to be even better. We have to be the best I th- I we're going to be mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I think the one thing I would venture as an outsider looking in is that they, they seem so emotionally invested in yeah. this mm-hmm. because yeah. it was unexpected, because they've got such a young team, because I think a lot of people enjoying the way they're playing and, and, and also enjoying the fact that it's a little bit of a surprise because people weren't expecting this from Arsenal. No, yeah, no, and no. I think that can be a real strength for them, but it can also be a real weakness. It mm-hmm. feels to me like they're walking a bit of a tightrope. It feels to me that they win that game on Saturday and it really gives them more and more confidence, right? And they've got these this kind of young buck mentality. But I also wonder, and they didn't, so it doesn't matter, but it may happen again in the future, mm-hmm. but they eventually do lose a game like that. Mm-hmm. How do they react to it? Mm-hmm. Does it kill them? Does it, does it yeah. pop their balloon entirely? Yeah. Because we but saw the Man them... City result could have done that. Because again, Manchester City they showed them... With, with four wins now. Yeah, but Manchester, yeah. Manchester City showed them, remember, we are a better team than you. And of course, on paper, they are. But like, like we said the other day, you don't need to be better than Man City no. on the, on on a particular day. No, you got to be better across the season. Exactly. And, and Marcus, in the follow-up game to the game against Man City, they went behind twice against Villa and they still won as exactly. well. Exactly. Showed so, great character. Definitely. Yeah. But uh, I mean, obviously. And then you can say, well, it, they were late goals. Well, you play until the referee says stop yeah, playing. Exactly. True, but you, <laughs> you know, you want to make your yeah, of course, you make it easy. Make it easy. Sure. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> can I, I also who won? Is there is there any is there any, is there any beef with the idea that despite we pay us paying a hover £100 a month for our Sky Sports subscription the mm. Sky subscription I should say we don't get to see that game it, do, it, mm. f- um, it feels fucking annoying it, it, and I think that that argument is coming up more and more this season is it? particularly as the cost of living crisis is, mm-hmm. is hitting yeah. in the UK uh, you know we have to pay for Sky for BT and for Amazon Prime and you have to pay extra if you want to see it in HD as well and it's and there are still a lot of games that you simply can't see you here can and see, it's ridiculous you, I, think, I think with all that you've just described there I think, I think I'm right in saying you get to watch 47% of the games Right. It's not su- even half. Were you surprised that uh, FIFA president Gianni Infantino didn't go to this game? He went to Millwall Norwich <laughs> instead? Well, you know, he, he's probably got access to feeds, so maybe he's watching it on his phone. <laughs> it's the def- it's definition of a charmed life that the man yeah. can go to the den and not get chinned. <laughs> Especially that. Oh, I think he there was got a fucking big, chin. That's was why. A... <laughs> yeah, that's yeah true, so yeah. so he's game the system there. Also, let's give him a head slap. Yeah, yes. uh, there was nice. a bi- there was a big security operation, and I. People didn't know he was there, I think. Mm. You know. so it was a weird yeah. one. But Strange. Pete, you, you're normally quite big on the old streaming thing. What do you think about the fact that you know you can only see 47% of the games? I understand you... It's I wonderfully naive. And that's the thing, isn't it? Because what, what the counter-argument will be, we want to protect the lower league teams mm. who will suffer in terms of attendances if you can watch big Premier League games at three o'clock on a Saturday. Mm. But what you're saying is with that naive comment, what you mean is that people are fucking doing it anyway. Doing it anyway, yeah. So what is the situation here? But you you, you find yourself in 2023 where you have these big events, these big moments, and yet no one can really, mm. on paper at least, no one yeah, can watch it, it. Having been at the game, it seems mad to me that like mm. the, that everyone didn't see it and everyone wasn't mm. like... like on board with that journey, it's um, mm. it's absurd. Uh, before we move on, a quick mention for Reese Nelson. Yeah. I felt that when he scored that goal, initially he was kind of unaware of how big it was. The celebration was like I thought 
let yourself go a bit more. And then, of course, everyone crashed into yeah, him. And then yeah. he was like, oh, yes, yes, this is quite important. And then he got he involved. Well, I guess that's what happened to, to sort of focus, like, isn't it? Oh, it's such a lovely lash home. Yeah. Oh, oh, the, the touch to tee it up. It yeah. was a really exquisite, exquisite Ice in his veins because that's a big, that's a big moment. Huge. Yeah. And to be able to execute like that, you've mm. got to be, you've got to mm. treat it almost like any other moment, which maybe explains why he's a little bit Well, maybe, maybe he feels like, because he's not played that much or he's not contributed too many sort of big moments. Maybe he felt like, well, I, you know, this is not all about me. This is about what other people yeah. have been doing this season. There mm. could have been a bit of humility there. And I think everyone was like, no, you've just done yeah. something brilliant, Absolutely. Mate. <laughs> and the great thing is as well, he scored twice against Forest and he got an assist in that game. Mm. And it was like, oh, brilliant. He sort of came out of nowhere. It seemed like he came out of nowhere, really took his chance. Then he got an injury, which set him back a little bit. Yeah. And now he's, you know, the first chance he gets, he mm. makes a big contribution like that. Can I just give you a lovely little stat as well Please. from the weekend that was doing the rounds? Uh, this game was the first time Arsenal have named a starting eleven without a player. Mm. Arsene Wenger has at some point managed since the 22nd of January 1986. Yeah. And, st- <laughs> and started is the crucial word yes. before anyone goes, Granite Jack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, do, do you know what the reason Nelson, extraordinary stat. Do you know what the reason Nelson goal felt a bit like to me? Felt a bit like... Um, Federico Makeda in 2009. Yeah. Ray scores that Aston last Villa. Was it a late winner against Aston Villa? Was, yeah. And they go on to win the title, Man United. <clears throat> um, so, again, you're saying to Jim, start celebrating the title. Big time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big time. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll check in with Keezy. Yeah, indeed. Yeah. Gentlemen, yeah. let us uh, look at some of the teams that are down the bottom of the Premier League. Uh, Brighton 4, West Ham United 0. Of course, Brighton are not down there. Brighton are having a phenomenal season. Uh, but West Ham, not long having won 4 0. They're on the end of losing 4-0 and they're very unhappy with David Moyes. They could be heard singing the West Ham fans who are getting sacked in the morning and other things. Um, it's he been hasn't re- been sacked this morning. Definitely no, not. No. Sacked in the morning, don't think so. No, um, exactly. It's been reported that the board still don't plan to sack Moyes. And I don't think... I, they're not going to, are they? They think that Moyes will get them over the line. Yeah. Uh, that is in the, you keep them in the league. Despite them now being just one point above the relegation zone. And... Look, you think about it, Bournemouth have gone away from the Emirates there, gutted mm-hmm. that they have not got something out of the game. So there's still a bit of a, a performance in there. We'll talk about Southampton in a moment, but, you know, they won. Um, Everton under Dyche, we've we, we talked about them, you know, being a little bit more prepared. Leeds under uh, Gracia and all this sort of stuff. I don't think it is a foregone conclusion that West Ham will stay up. I think they will, but it is a huge gamble not sacking Moyes. If you keep Moyes and they go down... They 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 will get absolute pelters. But the, the, you sort of look at the way that Moyes is playing as well. He's not doing himself any favors. They're so cautious. Yeah. Fine, if you want to be a counter-attacking team, do that. Mm. But don't be so bloody clumsy in, in, oh. in transition that you're just losing the ball constantly. Yeah. And you've got people like Obana, <clears throat> Cresswell, Fabs, and stuff that they're all experienced footballers. Yes, they're all in the thirties. Mm. Like what, they're letting the club down. We saw Rice. Opinion. Rice was was you know an experienced player now. He's just it's a lot on his shoulders, though, isn't it? Like, it, it, it is, to... but the way he was trotting back, I forget which goal it was. And you think to yourself, Come you on. can play for Man United like you... that. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's his audition. There's another dig. Yeah. <laughs> Time team today. Pepper yeah. throughout the show. No, but, but Pete's right, you know. Oh, he's, um... he's spot on. I think they're a much better team on paper than they look at the moment. Mm. And they famously went down in that kind of circumstance before when everyone said all season, oh, they won't go down, yeah. they won't go down. Well, this is it, isn't it? I mean, in a situation like that, it is a battle. And if you lose a battle 4 0. <laughs> 
Yeah. I, 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 I mean, you reckon if, of... if Daesh was still on the market, they would have pulled the trigger Poss- on, on possibly, him, maybe. Possibly. Because who's coming in? Hasn't it just talk of Benitez? And you're like... Oh, Benitez was on the fucking well, like, maneuvers this week. He was, it? Yeah. <laughs> it was great to see. Yeah. It was great to see. The, I, 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 there was an article say, that simply said, how is Rafa Benitez still out of football? Or something <laughs> yeah. like that. And I thought, is that written by Baffa Renita? I think also, you know, it's a really bad sign. If you are... If you're losing 4-0... And Danny Welbeck's had a lovely fourth oh, come in the last on. minute. You think bloody? You've got no. to love that. I mean, from Brighton, Brian, he does not score many goals. Is my point? Yeah, but he does Brighton on those little moments. You know, like, <laughs> it's just it's Brighton. What a glorious season they are having. Mm, yeah. And Deserby was uh, in the stands for this one, wasn't he? He was serving his ban. And before, when he was asked, "Well, is, is that going to affect the players?" He just he said something like, "Well, they know what to do." <laughs> you know, fantastic, and they yeah. bloody well do. Yeah. We talked about Brighton for for a number of years now being a really well run club. Deserby coming in to Brighton, he's kicked them on. I think people mm. sort of think, "Oh, he's he's just kind of uh, continued the continued." Work. And of course, he has. But he's added; they are mm. more exciting under Deserby. They're scoring more goals. It reminds me a little bit, if you will, um, of when Brendan Rodgers was at Swansea. And Rodgers obviously did a lot of good work at Swansea and turned them into a Premier League side. Very exciting. To, well, they were exciting. At it, times times they were, yeah. But people would often say a lot of sideways passes, all that kind of stuff, which seems harsh to criticise that because Swansea was so good and they were such a breath of fresh air. And, and you know, and, and, and they have been for, for many, many years and still are, you would say, in the Championship. But when uh, Laudrup came in, obviously won them a trophy. Um, I know Laudrup would end up parting ways with them, but they did say a little bit more direct, a little bit more exciting, a few more goals in there, and they thought, oh, actually, he's he's taken the good work of of, of Rogers and 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 multiplied that. And you would say the same for Deserby. Yeah, what well, they're doing yeah. because you, I think one was uh, one could be a bit fearful for Brighton about oh Potter, it seems such a great thing. Mm. He's he's kicked them on. I think it was Rice who said after the game that they have a unique way of playing and we just couldn't figure it out we is had it, no answer to it it's it demoralising at times trying to defend and see them keep the ball well, the further evidence to, for your point Marcus is just that you know obviously Potter gets Brighton to ninth which mm-hmm. gets in the job at Chelsea yep. I think that season um, they ended up scoring I think 42 goals yeah. in the whole season yeah. well they scored 43 already and Deserby he wants champion he wants fourth spot Make no mistake about that. And they should be going for that because they've got a few games in hand on some of the teams. They're there. not going to get fourth. No, but but that's his target. That is his, that is what he's driving. No, or at least maybe fifth then would be more realistic. He wants European football at Brighton next season. Make no mistake about that. You know, they're, they're going places. They've just signed Casido on a, on a longer yeah. deal. Now, the cl- there will be Matoma clauses. looks a great player. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, so busy. But, so you need, busy. but you need to keep hold of these players. You need to keep hold of McAllister, Matoma uh, and Caicedo. Now, Caicedo, there will be clauses in that contract and, 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 and we'll see because there's a lot of big teams you fancy him and you can see why. I mean, he was phenomenal in that game against West Ham. It's about keeping those players. But if they can get European football, again, it adds that extra thing down there. And, 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 and if it's Europa League, they would bloody love Europa League football there. It, but they are just, they are so good to watch. Yeah. I think that's the thing is that and and it's and it's 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 a place where outside of the big clubs if you're not quite at that level of playing for you know Arsenal now oh, yeah. Manchester you City be, you want to be, be there yeah, yeah. you absolutely want to be there and Deserby with his passion as well and whatnot but he's also calm and disciplined he wasn't when he had to go at the referee in the tunnel and he got you know banned you know? he got pissed off about having a meeting he did, didn't he? <laughs> he did yeah but it is it is quite something what's going on there mm. so amazing for Brighton but it's just that's a story of of two teams there Brighton win four 0 Wax lyrical, West Ham. It's it's really really crap, and we've been trying to call. I think everybody has been trying to call, as we say. Well, who are the who are the whipping boys this season? Come on, right? Southampton and Bournemouth are down. They're both one point from safety. 
Yeah. yeah. Look well, at that Bournemouth. Six points separating nine teams. It's I mean, crazy. Southampton, you know, Leicester go there and you think to yourself, okay, surely, surely Leicester will have a bit of a flex here. They've got, they've got a better side and whatnot. And again, Southampton win 1-0. Now, I know Al- Al- uh, Alcaraz, he lucky to be on the field. He's got to walk for that. Yeah, I mean, that, uh, that was... I mean, I know people are going to think I'm talking through my hat because of the Portsmouth connection and the stuff, but... No, that was a setting That was, goal. that. I mean, I don't know. I think the fact that it wasn't as high, but you saw the body shape, the way the challenge went in. It's a straight red card. I know it is, but and, I... And, and, and the fact that VAR don't intervene on that, it's just, yeah. no, it's just no point having it. I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole, but that, that does change the game. Yeah, that does cha- You've got two teams who are fighting for their lives there. Yeah. If, you, if you're Leicester, fine, you've got plenty of opportunity to, to impact the game and put your stamp on it and, you know, pun intended. They missed a lot of chances. Yeah. <laughs> Ian Acho missed a fair few. Yeah. But they've got a, a side there where you think, they shouldn't be performing like they're performing. It was mm. so bad. And and Southampton, fine, you could you could read it a couple of ways. You could go, well, Southampton gave everyone a reaction after that disappointment against Grimsby. But I don't actually think Southampton were that good. Yeah. Yeah, they had hardly any of the ball. I think they had the same amount of shots as Leicester. Um, but it's a strange one from Leicester because they, they've scored 36 this season, which is the most in the top in, in the bottom uh, half of the table. In fact, you can even include Chelsea in that you have to go up to Brentford to a side who have scored more. So they've got, relative to the teams around them, they've got goals there. How many chances did they miss? So you many. Know? And you've, I mean, they'll, they'll be pig sick. And Southampton all will feel that they slightly got away with it. That's not to demean the Southampton performance, but, you know, Ward-Prowse misses a penalty. Leicester miss a hatful of chances, you know. It's just as well that um, the aforementioned Alcaraz scores. Uh, they're on a real slide though Leicester they, they, they've they lost are. four in a row now in all competitions they've got Chelsea next and they go away to Brentford and away to Palace Yeah. and then if you look at the team they play for that I think it's Aston Villa and Aston Villa's record under Emery so far is amazing it's been very very good yeah. And, and yeah I mean you know Aston Villa are, you know, they're, they're 12 points above the relegation zone you know they're looking up mm, yeah. um, underneath them Palace you know they haven't won for a while you know it's a bit rocky. they're still in 12th they're, 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 they're a really odd well, they are. They haven't won for a while. They're not. They're not scoring many. So, really, you can make a case from twelfth down. I don't think Palace or Wolves will go down. You, and I think, you, but how much do you fear for brother Brendy? Well, I, I, I do. I you, th- he's a brother of yours. It, it was bro- <laughs> brother in Christ. He's brother of all of us. Is he? I, don't, I think so. I don't know. Okay. Well, well, I just said you, it. You, okay. Quite a nice phrase. <laughs> it, it, yeah. is it sounds a, impactful. Klopp it? is. I don't know if uh, you know the, the previous Southampton manager was Nathan Jones. Is yeah. <laughs> great. Great example of a. Of a, a, a <laughs> <laughs> And then um, God said to Nathan Jones, this is, this is from um, Kings, God said to Nathan Jones, yeah, you are the best. One or two Kings. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but it basically said Nathan Jones is the best. It's one of the Psalms. <laughs> and on the eighth day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> on the eighth day, it's God Nathan Jones. Manchester and Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones will um, score a goal in the non-league and then go off with a calf injury. Indeed. But uh, but yeah, where were we? Southampton. Um, brother, brother Brendan. Oh, brother Brendan, yeah, we were. I, I do worry for them. I think they will get out of it. I, I don't think... They can't all get out out of it though. No, yeah, well, that, no one gets it. out alive. No, one out no one's it. getting out alive. I'm trying to predict it. It's difficult. But I mean, Southampton again. You know, I didn't think they would win this game. I didn't think they would win away to Chelsea. They are hanging on in there. In fact, more than hanging, there's they're a point. Mm. You know, next round of fixtures, they could, they could be out of it. I did find it funny though. James Ward Prowse on his penalty miss, he said, "I'd rather have a free kick." To be honest, because <laughs> <laughs> well, he missed one earlier in the season. I think he missed one for England, but got the rebound. Right. But the funny thing is, is when he stepped up to take it, I know where he's going to put that. Yeah, he's going to put it to the goalkeeper's right. He's going to whip it, you know. And obviously, the the, the keeper knew that as well. You know, so. <laughs> you, you, you're in a bit of a situation with Ward Prowse as if 
if the set pieces start going south, what's he what's he actually for? Yeah. <laughs> and you, you should be scoring penalties. Uh, yeah. Mm. Well, they're down where they are. They're down where they are. So captain hate, that team. Can't hear you through that hat, <laughs> yeah. Luke. But the thing is, no, but this is the thing. And he didn't lose his mind about the same way Bruno Fernandes did. No. But ultimately, we're not all subscribing to the idea that if you're the captain mm. of the team yeah. and you and this happens and you're down where you are, you yeah. take more responsibility because you're the captain. He's so been, he's, got, he's got to make a contribution. And what I'm saying is, it's all very well... Be, come on, he's made a contribution this season. He has I mean, made, through yeah. his quality, but you can't, that they are... You can't be a top player just by being a glorified fairground ride. Oh, come on, that, he's, he's that, missed takes a penalty. takes free kicks. Fine, and, you know, okay, he's missed a penalty. He probably won't take the next one then, maybe. I don't know. Well, well, Pete, for, for they the, won the game. For the Queen's Jubilee, Pete put a Queen, a Queen Elizabeth II mask on and let people take penalties against him. I did, yeah. James, James Will Price going to do that, is he? It's not got to do with anything. Well, it's just saying it's I a set cool. piece. And I'll be doing Charles soon. No, no, yeah. I'm... <laughs> Careful. <laughs> I, I, I'm all for you doing that kind of caper. I know right. you're a big royalist. Mm, yeah. But, um, uh, but the, having to dig it... The anointing Oz vegan, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Why doesn't anyone criticise James Will Prowse? Look, you, you know I can think of someone who does. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you back me up, Jim? Arsenal for one. You've got what you want. You've you know had your, he's had his little pie. Do you know why you've annoyed you me with this chat? It's not because of actually what you're saying. It's because we, you've left no room now for me to talk about Inter Miami being top of the league in, in the, in the, in the no Eastern Conference. No way! You are not fucking having that! Uh, Andy, Andy, you're not here. Okay. <laughs> Um, you can say it if you want. Right, yeah. Two wins out of two, top of the top of the conference. Yeah, did they beat the who did they play? Portland Timberwolves. Who cares? <laughs> uh, they beat Philadelphia Union, who I believe Vish supports. So he's right. had a shocker. Yeah. At least they didn't lose by seven, big boy. Um, but yeah, are into Miami in a title race? Fizzer was asked. I think it's too soon to start making big statements. Two games in. <laughs> Get a Fizzer in at like, Leicester. Do you remember when Blackpool got promoted to the Premier League on Ian Holloway? I think they were top after four games. Like, imagine saying that to Ian Holloway then. Uh, was it Holloway? Was it Blackpool? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of Hull and uh, Phil Brown. Phil Sorry. Brown, yeah. How we knew the What's right. Phil Brown doing now? I think it's time to go. Check out on the, check out on the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the Patreon. and For, um, Phil, hour on Phil Brown. Phil Brown presents all the shows. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this little Bluetooth piece. Indeed, yeah. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble part of the ACAST Creator Network. Thank you, Luke Moore. Cheers. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Goodbye. Thank you, Jim Campbell. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. See you soon. The Football Ramble is a stack production and part of the ACAST Creator Network.